Um, does a man with one lung get more high or less high off of a single bong rip? <laughs> um... Well, uh, welcome back to another episode of Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords. Uh, I am your host. I forgot to mention this on the first episode, but I am your host, John Pagliasotti. Uh, and I am here with my second guest, Mr. Aiden Danzi. Aiden, how are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? Excellent, man. Um, we've got a really cool album lined up for you here. Aiden, what album did you choose? I chose The Lonesome Crowded West by Modest Mouse, Sweet. their first record. Awesome, man. Well, cool. I'm excited to talk about that with you here. But first, we have some music news. I'm going to do kind of a redo of the theme song to yep. put here. Yep. Newsy style. Music news. Uh, so today in music history, uh, on this day, October 9th, uh, 1976, uh, Boz Skaggs released uh, his record Silk Degrees. Are you familiar with Silk Degrees? I am not familiar with Silk Degrees. No. Oh man! Well, if you're into yacht rock and <laughs> uh, kind of blue-eyed soul, as they might call it, uh, you should check it out. Nice, it's like nice. most of the guys from uh, what band? Uh, Toto, like uh, 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 Procaro, their drummer, and uh, Pesh who was their what keyboard player or something like that uh the i think it was keyboard player drummer and bass player from toto did this with mr boss Skaggs, and it's uh it's a great just 70s kind of uh blue-eyed soul record and it's a little bit cheesy and ridiculous but <laughs> the track low down you that's gotta sick. check out i gotta um, check it out it's that's right so that's uh today in music really yeah. wow 1997 that was? Ni- 1976 1976 yeah oh, this shit. is an old yeah, yeah. one uh if you're Super like old one. if you're like into steely dan but want something a little less musically complicated and uh maybe a little more drunk sounding yeah, uh, yeah. boz skaggs that's right is, is where it's at nice, so dude. that's today in music news anyways uh aiden i'll let you introduce yourself here who are you why should we trust you why should you trust me? Well, first off, you shouldn't trust me. Good answer. Um, but my, yeah, my name is Aiden. I I listen to music on occasion. I make music sometimes. And uh, yeah, I've got a kind of rec- recording project of mine um, called the Judd Zingle Project that I st- started a few years ago. And uh I've been, yeah, just recording things here at home, like here and there. I have featured, I'm about to feature you on a few uh, of right. these, uh, a, a few of these songs that we recorded um, over Labor Day weekend. And uh, yeah, fellow uh, just all around music enthusiasts, love the, the DIY recording setup um, people out there. And uh, yeah, just taking it all in yeah absolutely uh aiden is uh pretty humble here he is a diy recording legend here he's uh he's got some 
cool music out there under the Judd Zingle project. If you want to check out his latest EP, Forgetting All My Passwords, it's on Spotify and everywhere else that uh, music is sold and streamed. Um, you were in some other bands too, right? Yeah. And so John and I both went to UCSB and uh, I was in a band with my buddy Andrew Schultz called uh frision and that was our that yeah that was our college band and uh ding 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 we had uh lots you, of fun with that. <laughs> i'm gonna interrupt you you hit our first uh buzzword name a band you used to be in but i will explain more of that later you cue, you cue that up perfectly dude you you baited I did. me i got i got andrew <laughs> on the, i got andrew in the exact same way nice um, all right so <laughs> this I will, is for uh, you andrew this, this is for, for you, andrew dude. friend of the pod um I will explain the game in a second here. Um, anything else you want to add to your biography here? <laughs> so now I'm not going to name the uh, name that band. So, so, you're <laughs> well, saying you the, say so you're saying the rule is like every time I name, a, you know, mention that past band. You can say it now. Okay. Oh, it's I a one time. Okay. Yeah, so it's a I was in a thing. band in, at UCSB up in Santa Barbara, specifically in the Isla Vista, which some of you are familiar with um and uh yeah i was in a band up there with uh yeah my buddy and roommate schultz and emily and eugene and harlan and uh nick from pookie played with us sometimes and uh jackie caldwell sung with us sometimes and uh yeah it was just it was rad yeah so uh that's awesome i i went and saw aiden play a couple times up there in iv they're super sick i know some of those musicians too so is, is frision online too a frision is on the uh the dark the dark web the dark web <laughs> you need the tour browser okay. yeah uh, i'm pretty sure we we put out some songs just on on youtube like i think you, if if you look up uh frision i don't know frision Isla Vista band. I think we have a few clips on there, but um, we never like released really anything um, through that band. It was it was more or less a LCD cover band. We well, ding, 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 ding. you just hit a second buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> Mention LCD sound system. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> that may have been got the second me. one that God Schultz got as well. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Right, um, nice. I, think, I think this is this is probably a good time to intro the game here. If you didn't yeah. see the first episode, the way this works is I have a list of twenty uh, buzzwords here uh, that if uh, my guest says any of them, um, he has to drink. I'm going to be drinking along with him too because I find it fun, um, and I don't want anyone to drink alone. That's not healthy. Perfect. Um, uh, let me take a second here. I will tell the viewers at home what our buzzwords are for today. Today's buzzwords are name a city in Washington, use onomatopoeia, talk about your middle school music taste, mention the Beatles, talk about jazz, mention a band you used to be in, uh, refer to an album made post-1990 as a record, use the phrase ahead of its time, recite lyrics, name a specific model of guitar, mention LCD sound system, say the word drink, mention Nirvana, mention Johnny Marr, Describe a sound as raw, mangle the name of a city in Washington, mention Pitchfork, mention the Pixies, use the term lo-fi, 
end a sentence with, I don't know. Okay, welcome back. So you now know the buzzwords. Aiden does not. I'm going to try my best to bait him into using as many as I can, uh, because any that I cannot get him on are going to be drinks for me. <laughs> that is a part of the game, too. So uh, anyways, I think we are uh, a little warmed up here, ready to go. We've had a couple drinks. Um, Aiden, tell us again what your album is and uh, tell us a little bit about it. Um, so the album I chose was Lonesome Crowded West by Modest Mouse. It was their first record. And uh, Modest Mouse in general is like the probably the like the first band I really, really got into. They were the first live performance I saw um, with my dad back in the day. And um, I, I don't know, I, I find myself always coming back to Modest Mouse and specifically this album in terms of just like, the uh the sounds that they produce their um kind of imperfect style and kind of lo-fi sound um i think isaac brock as a lyricist is one of the most like interesting and honest um writers i've i've heard and you know write some super bizarre crazy lyrics which i yeah really really dig and uh yeah this album specifically kind of i would say initiated um everything that modest mouse kind of eventually came to represent their their um super kind of twangy guitar tones their um their kind of rolling like stuttering drum beats and um just creating kind of a very like they're very kind of like ominous sounding kind of like creepy sounding um style but uh yeah that's the that's the album i chose and uh yeah stoked to get into it with you about uh about all of all of the songs and uh all of the history that in, entails definitely when uh would you say you first got into this band mm. probably man i probably got into modest mouse around Seventh grade. Eight. All right, I'm gonna stop you there. So you've already gotten three. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Uh, want can can to... I can I guess one? Can I guess, guess what one guess of them one. is? Yeah. I can't say modest mouse. Uh, no, you can say modest mouse. All right, I, I don't. I don't want it to be that hard. And once yeah. you once you've said it, you can say it again. Okay, it's like okay, a landmine. Cool, cool, you hit cool. it once. Um, uh, I didn't want to stop you. You were on a roll. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But I baited you in with that last question. Yeah. One of them was talk about your middle school music taste. You got. Uh, oh, refer shit. to an album made post 1990 as a record, uh, and use oh. the term lo-fi. <laughs> <laughs> lo-fi. lo-fi. So, I love it. Probably, again, probably you, every, uh, probably every indie indie head you have on this uh, podcast will come into with like, yeah, I just really dig like the lo-fi vibes. And, yeah. And so that. the, Damn. the, uh, the list I made for Schultz, I, it was same thing, 20 of them. And I changed, I changed 10 of them. 
for you. Gotcha. Because some of them were very like band specific and genre specific. um, But some of them were pretty, pretty general. And Mm -hmm. so I left a couple of them on there. Um, But yeah, that's three of them, man. You were on a roll. Um, That's awesome. Uh, So three drinks for me. Is that what that is? Yeah. In (laughs) fact, it's actually four drinks because saying the word drink is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) You're crushing it, man. Gotcha. No, it's, I I like it better this way. (laughs) me too um i was gonna say i like it this way because um schultz i i was having a hard time getting him i think he kind of was able to figure out what some of them were and i was having a hard time getting him and i feel like we didn't get super drunk until late (laughs) so i this is i like this i like this that's rad um that's great man um so why don't you walk me through the album here for sure yeah i uh I'm not going to go through every single song, um, but just some of my favorites, which it was funny when I was taking notes for this uh, podcast, which you got to do. I was was trying to study up. I knew I was in for some some trivia. I... uh, I made a list of my, like, favorite songs and just from the start of the album... And I was going through the album and I realized that 80% of the album could have been under that favorite song list. Absolutely. I, uh, I just went through each one. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah like Trailer Trash. Oh, that's, oh yeah. that's probably my favorite one. And I was like, oh, no. Doing the Cockroach, that's definitely one of my favorites. So I've got a, you know, a lot of favorites throughout the album. And uh yeah, stoked to like go go through them and 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 chat about them. Definitely, because you you have a history with doing the cockroach, right? <laughs> I do. Schultz, yeah, Schultz, yeah. Schultz told me about this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we uh, we performed that one a few times in Santa Barbara um, f- for a few um, just like house parties. We we did a uh, battle of the bands one year. We did that, and uh, I think yeah, it, it was a very uh, it was a very shitty version of it, but I think uh, I think people enjoyed it and. It was one of those songs where where people were just like, "Oh, is, it, is this like, is this doing the cockroach like Mama's Mouse?" Like, "Oh, I love this song." Yeah. So that yeah, it was a super fun one. Um, yeah, I guess should we you know should we start with that one or should we just we go could, from the top? We we could start with that one. I my note on that one. Um, I of course put the note that you would cover it, but I also put the note this one seemed like the most conventional one yet on the record and this is six songs into a what 15 song record 15 song yeah it's a substantial record i was i was kind of blown away by it i was very impressed i come from a uh background of um i cut my teeth on like pink floyd and stuff so yeah I'm very yeah. used to sitting down having an album as an experience and i was very impressed by that but yeah uh why don't you speak on that first you know quarter slash half of the album there First, oh okay yeah, I'll, I'll try up, to up to song six whatever you want to do I, i'll do my best to put them in order um i guess like right off the bat we can start with teeth like god's shoe shine it's what um, 10 minutes long six minutes long it's six minutes six long, minutes long. And, yeah. and and that's one kind of interesting thing about this entire record is all of the songs are pretty damn long they are like, um which just in general personally i i do like really enjoy a just a longer song mm-hmm. um takes you on a whole whole story and uh just a whole journey throughout the song but um yeah they're all pretty long they're they're probably you know four to six or seven minutes long 
Um, but yeah, the uh, Teeth Like God's Shoe Shine comes out. That's the the first song in the album and kind of comes out with a bang, like very, very punk, very like very kind of aggressive sounding. Um, and I think what Isaac Brock, the lead singer and guitarist of this album, does really well on this song and I think is kind of very like emblematic of Modest Mouse as a whole is he can... He does a great job at at screaming and then also singing very pretty mm-hmm. on the other side, you know, like he he definitely gets very, you know, very, you know, punk sounding, almost almost metal sounding at times and then dials it way back in the same song and sings like very, very pretty sounding i don't know if that's a good like word for it but um yeah um very like melodic um but yeah i i really i really dig that first song teeth like god's shoe shine um kind of like come comes out of the gate with kind of a a mosher Mm -hmm. of a song Mm -hmm. and then breaks down into that um very very slow part um, which to me, like, that's my like favorite part of the song. Um, I've heard references to this song, people calling it the, uh, the orange Julius yes. song. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, he, he has a lyric in there saying, uh, you know, let's all have an, another orange Julius, which I guess back, back in the nineties and, in Washington, they, you know, Orange Julius was basically like I, I'm assuming it was kind of like an old school like Jamba Juice. Yeah, that's and, that is what it was. Uh, um, where in where in Washington? Um, in like the main the main city in Washington. The main, <laughs> the main city. city. I'm not going to be baited by this one, John. I'm not going to be baited by this one. I was trying to get a two for one yeah. because you hit one, which is yeah. recite lyrics. Oh, that. reciting. So, is, so, so any any lyrics I recite. Well, it's it's a one time thing. So now that you've done it, yeah, it's done. You you oh, can gotcha. recite lyrics. Oh, yeah, perfect. All of these are. It, it's like a landmine. Yeah. You hit the landmine, it goes off. Gotcha. I gone. take I take a sip. You take a sip. I'll take a I'll take a nice ASMR sip yeah. for you guys. <laughs> let's uh <laughs> let's let's take a break for our sponsors right now. What what are you drinking today, Aiden? I'm drinking a uh, nice, refreshing Coors Banquet. Oh, the oh, the banquet. Yeah. Have you oh ever heard my. of Coors? Yeah, they're this like new emerging. They're, they're small. They're they're out of Colorado, right? Yeah. They're like a small. Yeah. Where like I was born, micro. actually. Is yeah. that really where yeah. you were born? Oh no way. That's pretty cool. We're yeah. in Colorado. In Vail, Colorado. Vail. Oh, uh, yeah, a, bougie. A, a ski town. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk about skiing is one of the buzz. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um that's sick no way uh i'm drinking uh corona hard seltzer tonight (laughs) they're out of uh they're out of mexico still i believe right i think i think they are yeah i think Bud lights out of mexico they might be well there's corona usa no yeah they're out of mexico now okay chicago illinois too okay anyways uh moving on uh that was our paid sponsor that was our paid sponsor gotta gotta pay the girls in the back keep the lights on you know um (laughs) 
teeth like God's shoe shine. Um, yeah, I was kind of blown away listening to that one. When they hit the uh, kind of the quiet part, the breakdown, I had to pull up my phone and look at it and make sure it was like still the same song. And that's when I realized it was like a six plus minute mm-hmm. song. And yeah. I was like, damn, man, opening the record. Because mm-hmm. I saw it was 15 songs and I was like, okay, they're going to be like two minute songs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be kind of punky. I know they're sort of post-punk, a little bit grungy. I was like, oh, they're going to be two to three minute long songs. Like six and a half minutes. Oh, my God. Crazy, right? But like for me, I was like, shit, okay. All right. It forced me to kind of stand up and Mm -hmm. be like, all right, like I need to see what this album is about now. So good on them. That's very cool. I like that a lot. One kind of like fun fact about that, just just this album as a whole, I, I heard that when they're recording it, the uh the producer and engineer of this record really tried to step back and let the band just jam as a as a whole and not really say oh okay you guys need to you know stop after this chorus um you know two more bars and you'll stop after this chorus mm-hmm. and they and they tracked it all live for the most part they tracked it live and then did some overdubs later, but um, they. Uh, I remember hearing yeah Isaac talking about how they would jam out the ending of of these songs and then realize like look to each other look look to the bandmates and just be like oh well, you know when should we end this like oh I'm assuming they're probably just gonna like fade this out right you know they'll probably just fade this um these last like few bars as we're jamming yeah and the producer didn't do that and just kind of let them have their like special moments with each other um so I think that's kind of kind of attests to the length of of each one of these songs yeah, it's it's super cool that they did that. And you totally get that vibe of sort of the, you know, almost live from the studio kind mm-hmm, of vibe. Mm-hmm, uh, it's yeah. super cool. And I think it works perfectly. I think it's uh, kind of to your point about Brock's lyrics and vocal performance. It's so, uh, yeah, he I mean, he can scream or be very quiet, but it, it never stops being super authentic. Like, mm-hmm, there's so many mm-hmm. little things that he does that I was like, Upon hearing it, I'm like, oh, I need to incorporate a little moment like that into one of my songs. But then I'm like, I don't know if I can like be that like like vulnerable I, like he is. Like, it's that's crazy, really, right? Yeah, I, that, that's I, a like, really good like word for his his lyrics in general. I feel like yeah, um, it's, it's incredible, man. I I don't want to jump too far ahead. No, for I sure. Won't, I won't. I won't. We'll we'll keep talking about. It. Yeah, <laughs> there's a song specifically I want to bring up and talk on. Yeah, towards the end of the album. So. I don't know. Uh, anything else you want to talk on on this? One thing I was trying to pick up songs two, three, and four. Is that like a medley? Like they go song to song to song. Did I pick that up right, I, or did I? I'm I actually not. not sure. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know the order of the song specifically. But, yeah, I, um, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, no, all, yeah. all good. Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've just got like I've I've probably got like seven songs off the off the album that yeah i i've like extensive you know always come back to um let's do that let's what what's the next one you have written down um so we talked about we talked a little bit about doing the cockroach teeth like god's shoe shine um let's go to shit luck yes shit luck is 
shit luck is great i feel like that that song definitely definitely stands out um in itself it, it's probably one of the most like punk and verging on kind of kind of metal mm -hmm. um sounding songs off of the record and uh Lots of screaming, lots of, uh, you know, he heavy guitar, just like open, you know, open cymbal yeah. drum bars. And uh, uh, yeah, really like that song. Um, I, I, I kind of a funny, funny story that like I learned um, researching this record as a whole. Um, I watched an interview on a uh a skateboard channel um called called the barracks some of you might might know this um this website but they they interviewed isaac brock and and they asked him they were kind of asking him lots of questions on you know why <laughs> why does it seem like so many professional skaters um go with modest mouse songs for their video parts and uh, he responded by saying it was pretty funny. He was he was just like, um, every time I get a an email or a call from a company or a professional skater asking to use one of our songs in their video part, it's always shit luck. It's always that song, <laughs> and uh, and and it, you know he 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 comes from not a skate background at all no he's and, very it, and, 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 and it's very funny to hear his take on the whole thing because he, he was basically saying that uh you know one person would hit him up for you know rights to the song to use on their video and he'd be like you know like i don't care sure like i think some other kid like is using the same song um i don't know what it is but it's it's always shit luck that ends up in the in the skate videos and he you know he just thinks it's because you know it's the most kind of uh driving song um off of that off of that record um very you know very very heavy sounding i agree with you i think it, i think it's it's extremely visceral and the title alone i think if i was a skater uh just seeing the title having never heard the song <laughs> that's, that's i would funny. be interested yeah, in yeah. Um, just, you know for skate videos having i don't skate yeah, either yeah. i don't come from that background but having friends who are super into that and having watched a number of skate videos i know that you got to show the the parts of you fucking up yeah and getting yeah. hurt and shit mm -hmm, like that's mm -hmm. part of the that's part of the deal like you you mm -hmm. have to kind of prove your worth a little bit and uh and show those parts so shit luck is very uh it's very much that lifestyle yeah. i i had a note um <clears throat> you couldn't really get away with those lyrics nowadays i feel like um planes crashing yeah. buildings burning down i think that yeah maybe yeah. a little a little too uh i don't know a little too close to home for a lot of people <laughs> yeah. i don't know yeah um but super yeah super cool i was i was very stricken by that song it was i think that song is kind of a place where they uh, sort of tease throughout this album they they have that very post-punky kind of uh indie alternative rock sound and they kind of tease this punk influence mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh but never quite go there like somewhat mm -hmm. and then on this song they kind of let it all hang out and it yeah that was very cool to me yeah well, one thing i had on that song too is is um after those first few bars, they go into this really heavy kind of guitar break. 
and I think that's another one of their what another one of my favorite attributes of of Modest Mouse is their very like rhythmic guitar. Like there's there's never any just like outright guitar solos mm-hmm. throughout their their stuff for the most part. He's got a very like rhythmic um style of playing guitar and that definitely like comes out in this song. And and just the 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 tone of of his guitar in general um is something I've I've always been trying to emulate. What do you know what he uses? Because I was thinking about yeah. that too and I I kind of thought I knew but then I heard him doing some sort of like whammy bar action yeah. throughout and I was very yeah. confused like do you, like what what is what is the secret? Like what does he use? I mean I'm not too sure on like a lot of specifics, but um, I know he, so he's got a very twangy tone to his Mm -hmm. guitar and he has, it's not a, it's not a whammy bar per se, but it's a, uh, it's like a tremolo thing that he places his palm on and, uh, and push it, he pushes his palm into it and that like bends the uh, tremolo bridge on the guitar so it's not I like see. a full so he's whammy not bar, the bar he's, just he's not using the bar bridge. it's it's this basically just this tremolo bar that just like sticks out a little bit and he can put a little bit of weight into the body of his guitar to get those like super super twangy um yeah he hits sounds those, like, to harmonics it and stuff like i was uh uh, yeah, I was very kind of uh, I don't know how he's doing that with the harmonics that he then kind of bends and stuff. I don't know what he's hitting. It, I, if that's like a behind the bridge, yeah. like you know, if he played like a jag or a jazz master, or like, do you have any idea? Um, I think he. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know this is another another baited question. Come on, I'm but um, he, uh, I know he plays a very um a very beautiful. Um, Canadian wood style strat that, uh, <laughs> that sounds great, looks freaking sick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's by what was the name of the the company? Um, I forget, but um, I know I know he's got he plays a Fender a lot. He does play a Gibson guitar as well. Um, but yeah. What did I ding in there? Strat? Uh, name a specific make and model of guitar. So oh, I'm, perfect. I'm say gotcha. Strat works. Um, yeah, there it is. That's interesting. Yeah, because obviously on the Strat, if you have the floating bridge, you don't even really need the whammy bar. You can just smash the bridge with your hand exactly. and get that up, uh, up, uh, up bend. Uh, another, interesting, um, another interesting technique I, I heard him talk about is um, with distortion pedals, he would um, – as he was playing these chords, he would he would like stomp on the distortion pedal with the rhythm of his guitar super oh, wow. hard, and it would kind of bring out the like um, imperfections within the like circuitry of the of the pedal, yeah. and almost create this um, kind of rhythmic like pulsating distortion to the chords that he was playing which is super cool. He was kind of just like stomping on, on this pedal, you know, with the strumming of his guitar and it would kind of like pulsate almost. It's interesting. Yeah. It's almost like a, like a, a uh, like ducking, like a uh, compression, mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. a side chain. That's, that's cool. That's really cool. Uh, 
we'll take a, a quick tangent here midway through the album. Where do you where do you think they were drawing from, like influence wise, when they created this record <clears throat> or their sound? I guess what 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 do you think their influences were? Um. Well, I know um, I know Isaac Brock had mentioned that in terms of his singing style, he, he for a while he was trying to emulate David Byrne, which oh. which I thought was really interesting because oh. I really don't I, I don't quite pick up on that. But he said for all of his teenage years starting the band and he started the band when he was 15. Oh, wow. So it's, it's pretty freaking crazy. You know, they were very young starting this thing and uh yeah so definitely you know david byrne um a lot of um a lot of kind of like post-punk mm-hmm. influences a lot of the i'm not too familiar on what the what the seattle scene was during that time during yeah, the like early one. 90s <laughs> but uh i know that whole scene was there um you know that the, the seattle like grunge and uh punk scene in seattle was definitely like one of their influences for sure for sure uh you you hit one name I a city one. in washington seattle yeah got it there's a second one that's semi-related that you haven't hit yet and i I think you're going to you're going to bait me you're going to bait me I'm going to try and bait you in and then I'm going to realize it and you might realize it I feel I feel like maybe this this game should should be like um you know in the drinking game king's cup question master when you ask a question you have to respond with with a question (laughs) you should maybe come up with a rule that if if the uh if the uh interviewee is uh is baited with a question he or she might have the opportunity to like bait you back with Ask a question something, back. you know? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, any, any questions that I can't get you to answer, I have to drink for at the end. Fair. Very fair. So you could answer with a question. You yeah. Didn't, you didn't technically answer the question. Like if yeah. I had said, yeah. you know, whatever, what city are you talking about? And you hadn't said Seattle. You said, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, that's a drink for me, essentially. I think there's also a lot to talk about with just the lyrics of his of this record, yeah. And um, maybe that you know we could jump into that later. Um, speak on it if you want to speak on it. We can do it. Sure, yeah. I you know it, it's. I think like he he's one of the most interesting writers. He he makes so many interesting just observations on society and and religion and consumerism and he does it in such a kind of ironic and almost like comical way that yeah. he uses a lot of he uses a lot of like puns um and i think this this album in particular touches a lot on the uh the kind of consumerism of that that era um i know he he spoke a lot to the sense of um issaquah um washington which is where they kind of grew up it was a kind of suburban town that 
as he puts it, got mal fucked by society and um, and he just increasingly saw all of these malls and, uh, you know, parking structures pop, pop up all over his, you know, small little suburban community. And that really like pissed him off. And, uh, it, it, you know, I think a lot of his album kind of touches on that. Um, just, just the sad, you know, just the, the sadness to see that, that, small suburban community turned into a concrete jungle of, right. of malls, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. He, you know, I, I think he just touches a lot on, on that, uh, consumerism aspect and, you know, it's kind of the era of, you know, buying and selling just shitty, like pointless, product from where wherever it, it is you know right yeah i mean and in, in late 90s when they're releasing it is very much you know post uh post like um american uh surplus era into um sort of like globalization era so it's very much no, um, yeah for sure you know definitely uh I might edit that out. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll fact check uh, that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when did globalization start? Well, Dr. Jurgensmeyer at UCSB <laughs> would say. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, bo we're both global studies. Yeah, that's us. yeah it's, I, I was trying to go deep there, and I don't know if I yeah. um, I, but no, Th That was actually point. my bait. You we were baiting our, into you, mentioning you, global studies. You, you mentioned Jurgensmeyer, yeah, our former professor. Our former and professor. Uh, I'll drink for that. Shoot. And uh, global studies. Yeah, it was the post nineteen eighties, uh, you know, surplus era and, and good times Reagan into nineteen uh, nineties, uh, you know, uh, almost another round of stagflation. Yeah, um, there it is. <laughs> you know, this is pre dot com bubble. Uh, here, let, let, me just, let me just <laughs> yeah, open the let book. Me, let me just pull up my book. Oh, there you go. I've got a book what here. Is that? Is that, uh, this is thinking globally. Thinking globally. No shit. <laughs> a global studies reader you have it right by there. edited by yeah mark jurgensen that's literally the one bro i remember reading from that book that's great man that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> thinking globally yeah man um damn fucking a that was great um <laughs> i was gonna say to your point um i have a note here on the song trailer trash just from the title alone, mm. I figured this has to be semi-autobiographical. The yeah. whole album, though, yep. it's hard to pick one song that's autobiographical because it is a very um, – he's very much revealing himself and his mm -hmm, upbringing, mm -hmm. his beliefs throughout. But, yeah, I figure Trailer Trash is kind of reading about Isaac Brock's upbringing and kind of the, the living situations he had. It was very kind of stereotypical, like American Trailer Trash. And you can mm -hmm. kind of hear that throughout mm -hmm. the record, like this sort of um, – discontentment of like the american worker like if you want to talk about late 1990s again yeah we're we're seeing the uh the flight of um you know like industry away from america and the trans the transition into like a service economy away from industry so guys like him yeah. who used to be able to go and work at the factory and get your pension and do your thing like he can't do that anymore and so now he's 
Isaac Brock. Mm-hmm, like he's mm-hmm. he's kind of traveling across the whole country, a little bit lost, and that yeah. comes out in his music. I feel like that's why it's so poignant. Like I feel like we all feel that a little bit. Um, even as we sit here in 2020, me and you, it's kind of we're this post college graduate 2020. The world's kind of fucked up, and we're all a little bit very lost true. And, yeah, and yeah. Kind of trying to find our bearings a little bit. I, I feel like it's just it's very dystopian. Yeah, in its nature. Yeah. I uh, I had a note on the final song. I don't. I, we can kind of jump around mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, of course. Go there yet? But uh, on the final song, I I put a note that this one struck me as kind of uh, Andrew Jackson Jihad, um, Walter Mitty and his makeshift orchestra. It's that it's that folk punk. Like at the very beginning, at least it it evolves into a different song. That's mm-hmm. another what ten minute or it's I a right? long song. So you're yeah. talking about uh, styrofoam, styrofoam boots, boots all it... nice on ice, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All nice on ice. All right. I love the name of that song too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's one of my favorites too. That's actually super interesting. Um, comparison to w- Walter Mitty's makeshift orchestra. I, mm-hmm. I feel like that that's very, you know, it's very similar in tone and um, and the lyrics in that song yeah are are very um just vulnerable and honest and somewhat pessimistic yeah um but yeah that's that's a great song what is your favorite track on the whole album favorite track on the whole album hmm again i i i wrote down on my on my notes here favorite songs and then i started just listening listening listing the the entire album um i'd probably have to go with doing the cockroach hell yeah um but then a close tie for that might be teeth like god's shoe shine oh yeah yeah um i i think Again, they're j- those two songs are just like super, super encompassing of Modest Mouse as a whole, and and, it, and it's super interesting to listen to this album, and it, and it's such a raw and imperfect album, and then go to what, the stuff that they're producing today, and right. y- you can really, really tell the the just the oddness of their their songwriting come out in their their new stuff that was kind of born in this album yeah i was gonna say because for the for the listeners i already said this to aiden but i i had never listened to this album before and up until now i i didn't really know modest mouse that well i knew uh kind of their hits right float on and stuff Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so like listening to this album yeah (laughs) super amateur no like for real it was super interesting to go from float on to like put on teeth like god's shoe shine and just be like all right i need to like stand up and listen to this fucking album like and this whole record it's interesting to hear like float on now like through the lens of this record it's almost like hearing the beach boys do kokomo or something Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. it's like weird man i don't know i don't even i don't even full i haven't even fully digested my feelings on that yet but i know isaac brock is on on file as kind of being like well 
whatever, man, like you, you can critique my, I don't know his exact quote, but he's like, Mm -hmm. you can critique my, uh, you know, commercial choices while you stay musically pure and like wash dishes all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a pragmatic sort of, uh, and it's such an odd thing too that, uh, you know, Isaac Brock does not have a beautiful voice by, Mm -hmm. by all means, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and he even, he even, he even spoke to that. He said, yeah, um, you know, we don't, we don't do too, too well over in Europe. I don't know what it is. Maybe they don't want someone with an American accent and a lisp screaming at them. And, you know, it's, uh, he, he does not have a beautiful voice by any means but um he almost kind of created his own you know created his own style and and i almost i almost think too this album is the most like you know now anything can be considered indie rock you know like you know oh yeah you know what are you doing oh i make i make indie rock music you know um you know even some of the guys that are you know signed to the some of the top labels can't consider themselves indie artists, you know, right, and right. they're trying to kind of emulate just some, you know, weirdness within their, within their songwriting. But I, I, I do think that this album really, really does embody like indie rock at its purest, most honest form. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I forgot to hit you. Uh, describe a sound as raw is one of the oh i yeah, oh, oh, got gotcha. you oh raw sounding again, again you're 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 on a roll and i so, so I, that's another that's, that's a, another that's ding ding that's another ding ding all right perfect. um i think i haven't quite decided yet what noise i'm going to use for that um <clears throat> i'll, I'll give you be a, i think it's going to be the um I, the front runner right now is the uh the dj like and i might do small ones like if you're on a roll i might and you're like hitting a couple in a row i might just do like like just kind of you know like all right i love that or i'll I'll give you uh i'll give you a sound effect right now i'll give you a nice close asmr uh beer can opening right here here we go there you go that's perfect great i should have moved mine over so we could get it in stereo This, this podcast will only be streamed in uh 5.1 5.1 surround sound yeah <laughs> exactly i'm gonna like bass boost our our voices so we sound sick um <laughs> one thing i want to speak on um my favorite song on the record was trucker's atlas yeah so, yeah. so, so that one that one starts with a crazy um drum beat right yeah, yeah. just a um, a very crazy kind of like rolling tom, mm-hmm. like snare shuffle sounding drum beat, which I, I believe that that song kind of originated from um, the drummer Jeremiah on the drums. Like apparently the the, the band members were saying that Jeremiah w- was always coming up with these like very shuffling sound of drums yeah yeah that one uh is super drum heavy especially they they almost give him not quite a drum solo but yeah kind of the middle section of that song um um 
they do give him kind of this breakdown where he's it's very percussion heavy and um Isaac is just sort of holding down this guitar riff and they start putting these kind of like dubby cool effects on it. Um, I, do you listen to stone roses at all? I don't know. No, I was going to say it reminded me of some stone roses stuff, which is a, a huh. very different I'll have to check style. Them out. Definitely should check them out. The, their first record, which is just eponymous self-titled stone roses. Um, the Stone Roses are kind of like post-punky, uh, but like Brit pop. Post, they're not post-punk. They're like post-Brit pop, um, pre, like, rise of EDM. There was EDM, of course, at the time, and 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 like Daft Punk was putting stuff out at the huh. time. But they were interesting. They were yeah. they were. Um, it's like before, uh, if you were like a young British person who wanted to do like a bunch of. Uh, like ketamine and ecstasy and go <laughs> dance really hard at like a festival you would be seeing stone roses really? who would be hmm. up there with like a guitar and bass and like hmm. it was like dance music it's it's like very lcd sound system mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. instrumental kind mm-hmm. of dance music and they kind of flirt with electronic like not as much as mm-hmm. lcd does but um uh, it, it this song in particular trucker's atlas the breakdown reminded me of a couple specific stone roses songs, but like definitely oh, check them out. Huh, it's like, yeah. if, if you like truckers Atlas, but want something more like upbeat. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't do ecstasy and listen to this album. <laughs> I would absolutely not do that. But like the stone roses, I'd fucking love to go. Really? See them. Yeah. Oh really? my God, dude. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah. Well, I know cool. like, uh, yeah, I know just throughout this album, the, the drumming and it definitely goes into some kind of disco-y yeah. drum beats yeah. throughout it, which is a really like odd combination with the whole style of this record, you know, with their kind of punk and kind of metal influence. And then they go into these very like dancey, yeah. rhythmic sections that's yeah. um, super bizarre. Yeah, I was I was gonna say too one of the uh, one of the influences I was trying to bait you into and I couldn't quite do it is um he his vocal delivery um I didn't quite catch the David Byrne thing I didn't quite hear that that's I didn't either I did not either that's yeah really interesting I mean I I get it because at times he does kind of have the like speaking delivery mm-hmm, that, like you mm-hmm. sometimes hear from him but I didn't what I picked up for sure was uh like Black Francis like Pixies uh, oh gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. which yeah. which was one yeah. of the things I'll, nice. I'll drink I'll drink for that. Now I was trying to bait you into talking about Pixies. That was one of the things, but well, one of my comparisons that I made with this album, listening through to it again, was Pavement. Uh, Oh, which is another almost kind of culty following Mm -hmm. band. You know, another um, you know stereotypical, you know, very indie rock band that I, I thought was similar in a sense to to this album for sure yeah um how so speak on it let's go on a rant hmm or not we can skip it Whatever uh, no no <laughs> yeah no no no, no. I'm, try- I'm trying to think like I, i'm trying to think to the to the moment i kind of made that connection i was like oh this reminds me of of pavement i i think maybe it's it's in his lyrics they're they're very um a little bit cynical very mm. ironic and and kind of funny lyrics. Um, I, I actually wrote down some of my my favorite kind of lyrics throughout the album. Like, um, you know, I, that that one we laughed on the 
a little bit ago, the Jesus Christ was an only child. Yeah. I yeah. think it's just hilarious, you know? Like it's, it's great cuz you I feel like late 90s like that was totally the era of like the weird kind of like child psychology. Like I'm, I'm going to yeah. raise my yeah. child based on a certain psychology and like there's a certain way that like an only child acts and, yeah, for and sure. you know, the yeah. first it, it's like this weird like yeah. psychology kind of thing. Um and, and I think nowadays if you if you saw that, you know, if you if you came across that that kid now you'd just be like Oh, he's just one of those angsty teens, you right, know, right. like <laughs> trying to trying to take on that emo stereotype and just like hate the world and just and just be that indie music head and you'd kind of like, you know, yeah, shit on them. But uh, I feel like that was kind of like very the or back then. I feel like that was very much like a authentic, honest outlook on life. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just and and that's something to be said of the just the the youthfulness of of this record as a whole. There's a lot of um there's a lot of analogies to just just growing up and just, you know, just being in you know, skidding yourself into situations where you don't fully understand them you're just confused right. and uh pissed off at the world for yeah. for maybe no reason maybe a reason i don't know but uh yeah it, it is i i would i would say you could you could call this album very, very angsty it is very angsty but, it, but <laughs> very angsty thing is that there's a lot of angsty music out there and i think this is one of the mo the more effective pieces of angsty music yeah it's one for of the sure, more legitimate sure. ones it definitely took me back to kind of a yeah like a high school middle school mindset um <clears throat> which is funny i didn't like i said i didn't listen to this album until now which i i wonder if i'd listened to this album back then what my high school experience would have been like when i was <laughs> when i was in high school my uh like kind of angsty music i was listening to the smiths which oh nice nice that's I, cool I, yeah which do you know the connection between the smiths and modest mouse i i don't know Okay, I was trying to bait you. This is trying to bait me. I I actually things. do not. I, I'm genuinely curious. So, uh, Johnny Marr, who played guitar for the Smiths, played guitar on wait one of their albums. Shit, no, doesn't he not? Didn't he perform with Modest Mouse? He did. Yeah. So he it isn't. Isn't he like? Doesn't he in kind of recent times perform with? The he band. does, yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly. I, I know he like played on one of their records and then toured with them, and I believe he still kind of tours with them. Which I, I'm trying to remember which album it was. He played on. Uh, so Johnny Marr joined Modest Mouse in 2006 and appeared on their 2007 mm -hmm. album "We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank." Johnny Marr. Another great album, and, though. And yeah. he, has, he has toured with them since, hmm. I guess, on and off. I'm That's not crazy. familiar with his yeah. touring schedule. But, um, yeah, that was it, it was funny because looking at this album and being like, this was some something that I could have totally listened to in sort of high school and been, like, super mm -hmm. angsty and, like, mm -hmm. all about it. Mm -hmm. um, I was listening to mainly the Smiths at the time, yeah. which Johnny Marr then made that jump yeah. to this band, which is so... Um, it's just funny. It's just a yeah. funny coincidence. I don't know. I 
think what we'll do now is I'm going to ask you a couple like rapid fire questions about the oh. record. These ones are going to be a little fun, a um, little bit funny, uh, not as much as a deep dive. Oh, so man, just, this is going to be tough for me, but th- I'm, this I'm ready. Is, this is not the trivia yet. These oh, are, these are more free right. form. You're gonna, right. You can mess around with it, play with it. Uh, yep. The trivia will come after this. But, uh, yeah, let's jump into let's it. it. Um, how should someone listen to this album for the first time? On a road trip, driving your car. I totally agree with you, brother. I totally agree with yep. that. Um, that's one of the reasons yep. I love Trucker's Atlas. I've had to do a lot of driving. Uh, just kind of, I don't know. I won't get into it, but I've had to do a lot of driving. Mm-hmm. Just up and down mm-hmm. California. Yeah. Not super deep, but that song so resonated yeah. with me. Um. I totally fucking agree with yeah. that, man. Yep. I totally fucking agree with that. Okay. Have you ever listened to this album on drugs? You can bleed the fifth. <laughs> um, no, I, I have not, honestly. Probably probably a little uh marijuana. Yeah. But uh no, I have not. I have not. I, I honestly I I don't think this would be a very fun album to no. do anything on. No, it's a little too heavy. Yeah, it's a little too heavy. Little um, too heavy. Yeah. What do you think they were smoking when they made this album? Smoking, drinking, mm. anything? I think they were. I think they were drinking a lot. I I think they were probably taking a lot of like Adderall. Mm. Um, because I I heard that this record was made in like 15 days of just being up all night and recording things until things were just sounding super weird and not working and they would go to bed at you know freaking three in the morning and then just wake up the next morning and get right back to it and just get in the studio and and grind it out so you know, I, I don't know. I, I, they're pretty young too. So I don't, I don't think they were like, on. I, I don't think it was one of those records where, you know, there's that, uh, you know, Oh, did you know they were on like famously LSD fueled. when they wrote this, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't think there's anything like that. Um, I, I would assume, I, I think they were a very, very hardworking band, you know, um, that's how it comes across to me too. And, and an, another quick tangent I just wanted to go on briefly is like, I think this is the perfect example of a, of a band that made it before the internet age where mm. you could, you know, very, very quickly gain uh social media presence and put out all these you know dramatic music videos and and do marketing campaigns and stuff they were the epitome of just getting in a van and grinding it out playing shitty venues shitty house parties and just slowly things happen for them which i think is so awesome and so cool yeah, I 100% get that vibe from these guys, too. I, I think you're absolutely right. If this album were a cocktail, what would it be? Mm, that's a that's a weird one. Um, Red Bull vodka <laughs> counts as a cocktail, by the way. You can... You'll have to edit. You'll have to edit out this pause that I'm about to take. To, to be honest, I don't I don't think that this album will be a cocktail. I, th- I think it would be a lot of cheap beer. A lot of cheap beer. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. And I fucking agree with you too. Yeah. It fits with the 
road trip slash uh, self-funded tour across the United yep. States, drinking the cheap beer. I've, I've a lot of there, scumminess. A, a lot, lot of scumminess. scumminess. It's yeah. extremely scummy, but it's also uh, highly, um, like I said before, it's vulnerable. It's legitimate. Like it's it's not for fake. sure. It's, yeah, for sure. That's cool, man. Would you get intimate to this album? <laughs> no <laughs> no it's way too sad it's yeah too fucking way, sad way, way too sad way too like let just me, gnarly like let, aggressive no let, definitely let me, not l- let me modify that question would you show this album to a girl you were trying to get intimate with so that she thought you were deep and uh Ooh. <laughs> maybe maybe not even that not I even feel like that. it would give off the wrong you fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd just be like, wow, this guy has some like freaking baggage. Some problems. Man. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Probably not. No. Good answer. Just like, oh yeah. Like, yeah, this really like awesome song. I really want you to hear it. It's called doing the cockroach. Yeah. Dude. Um, like, do you listen to modest mouse? <laughs> like, yeah, I feel it. Okay. Um, next one. Do you believe that? math is created or discovered do you believe that numbers are created or discovered non sequitur created or discovered yeah this has nothing to do with music yeah (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) fuck that's a that's a hard one i'm like really thinking of that question i'm gonna go with discovered because I think there has always been the need to like quantify mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be the the animals you're hunting, yeah, or you know the rocks you're collecting. I think that there has always been like a need to like quantify things. Um, so I would say that 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 was probably always there. Yeah, if there's ten buffalo on a field there was always 10 buffalo yeah and, and I, yeah. I would say the, the need to describe a like a quantity of something has always been there nice but it's but that but, that but also the need that, to i have a question that is for also your... an inherently human need so did we invent the number 10 to describe the number of buffaloes or were there always wait so can i just <laughs> ask a question on your question so yeah, yeah. the question was um were numbers say... created or discovered yeah um, I don't think, I don't think someone or something or some animal created, created this system to which they could put this system, incorporate this system onto useful things within their life. I think it was more of a problem that they found a solution to Yeah, and they were like, how, how do I describe this quantity of things is it a small amount or is it a large amount is it but does you know, that mean that we created it it's just a, it's it's yeah. like what is the sound of one hand clapping yeah. like the, like if a tree falls in the forest it's just a <laughs> i don't know i i would i would also say maybe the question is a little like created and discovered could be syn- it could be deemed right synonyms right you know like the guy who created this maybe like did, it. did it exist or was it like created as a means to an end do humans imagine numbers or do numbers exist independent of humans (laughs) (laughs) people are gonna listen to this just be like wow this is the most fried freaking podcast i've ever listened to i I, I, I think uh, no no i like it i like it uh 
I th- I think numbers exist outside of uh, outside of humans. Yeah. I think other beings probably have a way of communicating quantity. Yeah. To their to their others. I dig it. There's no right answer. Yeah. It's like what is the sound of a like one hand clapping or does a tree fall in the forest? Does it make a sound? Um, does a man with one lung get more high or less high off of a single bong rip? Um, does a Perfect. man with one lung get more high or less high off of a single bong rip? <laughs> um, more high or less high? I would say, I would say less high. And this is coming from me knowing nothing about sure. the anatomy of the human being, but I would just say less high in the sense that the uh, I don't know the the THC is being absorbed into less amount of Half material space. than yeah. it is with two lungs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my logic on that one. But, I don't. Uh, I that's one I don't know the answer to. That's one we could probably find the answer to, but I I don't know hmm. the answer to that either. I, I, I would I would say I would say less high, less high. with one lung because it's half the like, half uh, the uh, take up. He doesn't the take, take up. up yeah. yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I don't know the yeah. answer to that either. Uh-huh. That one is different than that last one because we could probably find the. I, answer I bet to you it. could find the <laughs> answer to it. A doctor could probably tell mm-hmm. us, but mm-hmm. I'm a doctor of global studies, but not a, a medical doctor, so I don't know the answer to that. I know, I know everything that there is to know about the globe. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what doctors, I tell people. But doctor <laughs> stuff. <laughs> when I tell people, I'm like, I was a global studies major. They're like, what was that? I'm like, well, if you look at a globe, you have to like raise certain parts of it for like the topography. Like you have to yeah. kind of know, like you know, where the equator is going to be. It's you the know? it's the study of uh, it's the study of why and how the Earth is flat. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> This is a, yeah, the weird uh, pro flat earth. Yeah. All right. Um, that's the end of my questions. We're going to jump into the trivia now. All right. Let's do it. Um, the way this trying is trying to work, prepare. You're trying to prepare. Uh, I'm going to ask you questions for everyone you get wrong. You're going to drink. For everyone you Sounds get right, good. I'm going to drink. I'm probably just going to be drinking along with you. Sounds it's, great. It's very loose here. Loosey goosey. What year did the album come out? 1997. Yeah, baby. That's right. Okay. There it is. What building was used in the album art? The Westin. Brother! By, by, in Seattle. <laughs> the, the building of the Westin. I, I was Hot funny. Damn. It was funny. I was, I was reading stuff, and uh, I, I saw that, and I was like, I guarantee John is going to use that as a freaking trivia question. <laughs> I asked Schultze, too, because his uh, The New Order record was like a painting like an old painting oh, yeah and yeah. i was like who originally painted that yeah and yeah. he fucking knew it too like god <laughs> damn it, man. i don't know okay you already know this one who sang on the album isaac brock that's right ding 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 okay how many copies did they sell oh. this record by the year 2000 this is the. Oh, so this is all in, I was in able about, to find in about a three-year period. In a three-year period. This is all I was able to find. I couldn't find modern statistics. <laughs> to be in, honest, in, I, I have no idea, like the quantity of know, the it's, distribution it's of question. most records. I, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna freaking throw out 
a number. Um, three years. How many records did they sell? Oh my god, I have no idea. I could be so off. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with thirty thousand. Uh, in terms of numbers being infinite, you were pretty close. The answer was they broke sixty thousand. Oh, yeah, so pretty close. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty close, somewhat close. Yeah, right, like somewhat cool, close. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You were within an order of magnitude. Nice. I wouldn't right, have fucking right, guessed cool. that either. That was I yeah. just looked that up on the internet. Okay. I, I, I was gonna go with forty thousand. I was like, man, no, that's too high, and that's based off of no knowledge of like no, anything. In, in three years, like yeah. fuck, I my yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know. It's but that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, I was getting I'll, I'll, so I'll take a sip. I'll take a sip for that. This is this is the the sound of sipping some fresh Coors Banquet. This is the sound of one man sipping. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, where was Isaac Brock born? Oh, I know this too. Montana. That's right. That's Hell right. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, here's a fun one. What is Isaac Brock's son's name? Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I, I know it. it you it, know it. it. No, I know you it. Know it's, it. Uh, you do know it. It's styrofoam boots. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he, he would name his son he would. something crazy. No, actually, do you know what he named his son? Uh, wait, let me let me take a uh, just another. Take a shot wild... in the dark. Think of a name that you mm. know. You you know this name. I want to say it's something crazy like Jediath or something. It's not wacky. that crazy. I don't. No, no idea. He named his son Aiden. <laughs> you're fucking, you're I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. I read that when I, w- I was on his Wikipedia page trying to find trivia. And it was like, no. Isaac Brock named his first son Aiden. And I was like, all right, that's, that's a trivia that's question. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up, isn't it? Huh? Oh, wow. Wow. You, you should listen to this. Then. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Oh, actually, I didn't tell you. He's actually my dad. That's why. Oh, I know. you know him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, Isaac like, Brock's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> I gotta catch a flight back to uh, Washington to after. Me, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, cool, dude. That's it. That's all my questions. Um, real quick, I will reveal to you what my buzzwords were. Yes, I'm. I'm curious. Um, I'll tell you what you got and what you didn't get. Um, name a city in Washington. You got. Uh, use an onomatopoeia you did not get Ooh. um talk about your middle school music taste you got uh mention the beatles you did not get talk oh, about jazz don't think i got get. that yeah you did not get that uh mention a band you used to be in you got refer to an album made post 1990 as a record you got Use the phrase ahead of its time you did not get. Uh, <laughs> recite lyrics and name a specific guitar you got. Mention LCD sound system and say the word drink God you got. <laughs> mention Nirvana you did not get. Huh, interesting. Uh, huh. Mention Johnny Marr you did not get. Uh, describe a sound as raw you got. Uh, <laughs> mangle the name of a city in Washington you did not get. Um, I'm not super familiar with how to pronounce I- Issaquah or Issaquah. <laughs> Maybe I did mangle it. You I may don't know. have. I don't know. I realized once you He's dropped like, oh. that, once you dropped that, yeah. I didn't know if you were mangling uh, it or not. So yeah. I didn't feel right uh, penalizing you for that, <laughs> but I, I will drink for I that. I faked it. 
was disgusting. Uh, mentioned Pitchfork. You did not. But now, quickly, now, sure. n- now speak that on speak on it. Now that you mentioned that, I think it has to go without saying that I I think our audience deserves to know that I'm sure you as well as myself watched that Pitchfork little mini doc i didn't watch it 45 minutes dude i saw that i, I saw that it existed this album I, I didn't watch it so that no, was I the that was the first thing i went to when i uh when i studied up on this guy it's a, it's super interesting super cool definitely definitely check that out for sure i need to watch it now um next one to mention the pixies i did i was trying to bait you in <laughs> uh use the term lo-fi you got that uh that's a gimme and then uh end a sentence with i don't know maybe I'm you sure did. i'm sure i got that i'm sure maybe I you got did that. let's I, i'm cheers, almost positive man. we're both gonna drink cheers that to that I don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know well shit that's it man that's all my questions that's all my trivia um thanks for having me dude it's, dude, it's been a pleasure absolutely man super fun um i'm looking forward to hearing your next uh record that's coming out i guess that's a drink um, <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to it have you decided on a name yet um yeah i i think i'm i think i'm going with uh sauna sessions sauna sessions it's fitting it's fitting um well yeah again guys listeners check out uh the judd zingle project anywhere that music is streamed or sold uh, check out his newest EP, Forgetting All My Passwords, and something coming soon-ish uh, called Sauna Sessions. At least for now, that's what it's called. Um, peace out. Happy October 9th. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. Thanks, John. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Aiden. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah.